Hey, Wizards fans, welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. Chris Miller here from NBC Sports Washington. Today, we have an exclusive sit-down with the chairman of Monumental Sports and Entertainment, Ted Leonsis. Ted spoke with us before the home opener against the Chicago Bulls on a number of topics, ranging from his optimism on the season, the league's tanking issue, and most recently, the trip to Japan and how Rui Hachimura was such an embodiment of the organization and really being an ambassador for his country. Plus, we get into Bradley Beal as he's inching even closer to becoming the franchise's all-time leading scorer, passing the Big E, Elvin Hayes. Even a message he has for Wizards fans and some new initiatives when you arrive at Capital One Arena. All that coming up here on the Off the Bench Podcast. But before we do that, Wizards fans Capital One Arena partnered with Clear to help Wizards fans get into the games faster for free. Beat the crowds on game day and enter through the designated clear lane on 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Download the free clear app and get started today. It's time now to hear from the chairman of Monumental Sports and Entertainment, Ted Leonsis, on this latest episode of the Off the Bench podcast. Ted, it's always good to see you. We appreciate your time before the start of the home opener. It just looks reminiscent of good old days you know they said 97 was new school and now we're going old school i would want to start with just describe your emotions tonight as we welcome the fans back it's back to the future and it's wonderful to uh, just walk around and be with fans and get some high fives and people are excited we're gonna have a full house tonight uh, people are happy with the old school look and uh, by the way, I'm proud of you. You did a really, really good job, game Thank one. You. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's great. You can tell you've been around the, the game. You've been around the players. You've been around the league. And uh, it was a real good broadcast. Very I appreciate good. that. Um, we set a standard. We want to keep it there. Yeah, very uh, good. You know, one of the major topics in the NBA over the years has been just how teams are built. There's this notion that you're either competing for a championship or you're getting young players, and that T word is often used, which I won't use. I want you to kind of describe to fans what your philosophy is on building an NBA team. Well, the NBA is very different than the NHL, which I know very well. Um, I think the way you build or rebuild is you have to use the draft, you have to use free agency, you have to use trades. You have to be able to have an organization that is uh, fundamentally sound enough that when you have good players, they want to stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's really what we were doing with Brad during the offseason. Um, we drafted him, developed him, became an all-star player, and uh, he wanted to stay here. We wanted him to stay here. And, you know, this notion of tanking, you know, tanking's illegal in the NBA. I'll never forget I got asked that question. It's been, I've been quoted on it a lot now. Uh, they recycled the quotas in London. We Absolutely. were together yep. with Adam Silver standing right mm -hmm. next to me. And they said, are you going to tank? And I said, well, tanking's illegal. And no, we'll never, ever tank. Right, Adam? Uh, but we'll rebuild. And there's this common theme in the NBA of uh, use the draft, use free agency, use the waiver wire, use the... G League use every tool at your command 
And uh, you want to be able to compete. You want to be able to have a team that the fans can be proud of. You want a team that can make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, you can't compete for a championship. And so we do set out every year to try to have a team that can make the playoffs and can stay healthy. This is kind of a game of attrition a lot too. We haven't been very, very fortunate in that our best players year after year, our highest paid players seem to be the ones that get injured. And so right now I keep making investments in the other side of the organization, the medical and the mental health side and the training side and the travel and the and the broadcast and just everything that we can do to have a good team, a good fan experience. And then you have to have um, coaches, you have to have a general manager, you have to be able to trust them that they have a vision that can make the team incrementally better and better until you can punch through and go deep into the playoffs and compete for a championship. As a follow-up, do you get a sense before a season starts just how good your team is by the conversations you've had with your general manager, your head coach, maybe the star players? Do you get a sense early on, barring anything unforeseen like an injury, how good a team could be? Well, we've had we've rebuilt this team so quickly, so fast in terms of players since Tommy's been named the GM. It's really only Brad. And Brad has said that he's never played with uh, as good of a big man as KP. Yeah. He, we really haven't had the kind of depth and a good mix of veterans and younger players. We have a lot of young players. Um, we're a very tall team now. We've rebuilt the team. Um, it used to be a small man's game. It seems now it's a big man's game. I think we're the second tallest team, a third tallest team in the league. We're in the middle of the pack in terms of age. I think we're 15th or 16th youngest team. And so, you know, really what we're trying to do is have Brad and build around Brad. I think we have um, some good young players that are ready to take the next step. And we have to focus on right now, game after game. Felt good to win the first game. There were moments where we were all nervous, and um, but we came out with the win. And you know now we want to play our first home game and start to build some momentum. And that, I think, is going to be very, very important for us. We know how stacked the East is, but, you know, the West is stacked too, right? right? There's a lot of good teams. That's the great thing about the NBA. Um, every game matters, and there is a difference now because I do think that there's not the big space in between the championship caliber teams and the teams in the middle of the pack. And that's why I think making the playoffs becomes so important and such a rallying cry. And once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, especially if you stay healthy. We recently just came back from Japan, and I called it a cultural exchange. I thought it was a really good opportunity to learn their culture. I thought Ruri was a tremendous ambassador, not only for the organization, but for his country. And we have international players, and you've often told me over the years that you really feel like D.C. is like an international city. I mean, from where everyone comes, when you talk about the embassies, do you feel like the game of basketball is global now? Oh, without a doubt, it's it's global. It's the second most participatory sport on the planet, soccer and basketball. And uh, I think over a billion people either say that they play basketball or they watch basketball. And uh, that's why the NBA is um, the quality of play is so incredibly high. You, 
basically have 15 players per team, 30 teams with a billion people thinking that they can play the game. And so, so um, it's an international game. We don't draft because someone's from Japan or someone's from Israel. We draft because they're the best player that's available at that time. If you remember the year we took Denny, he was slotted to be much higher in the draft. He kind of fell to us. And, um, you know, when you look around, the one thing that I can say about international players is they're taught a game that's a bit more fundamental. Um, you look at the MVP the last couple of years, you wouldn't think he would be an AAU player, right? right. He's, he's very fundamentally skilled. He sees the court. He plays a, a beautiful game. And what I would like us to have is a team that not only is productive and wins, but plays the game the right way. I want to see the ball moving a lot. I want to see 10 players deep that can the coach can roll. I want to see us be able to have a lot of players in double figures. I don't like the pure ISO kind of basketball. I'm glad that that's kind of moving you know, to a next generation. And it's back to like a little bit of the the 60s, but with more athleticism where you've got to be able to see the floor. Intelligence really matters. Court sense really matters. Being coachable, I think, is a trait now that organizations are looking for. And what we're trying to do is build an identity where it's a team that plays for each other and for the fans. And Wes is trying to instill in this group that you've got to be competitive you can't have a bad possession. You can't have a bad quarter. You can't have a bad right. half. You can't have a bad game. Bad game, bad week, bad week, bad mm-hmm. month. And so, you know, it takes a while to get that momentum going. And um, I think this year, again, if we can stay healthy, we'll be much better than we were last year. And I think we can be a playoff team. Bradley Beal is close to surpassing the Big E for the all-time leader in scoring for this franchise. You just a couple of moments ago spoke really eloquently about Brad. You recently made another long-term commitment to him. What is it about him that you are comfortable making him the face of your franchise? I think he's sincere in wanting to win here. He he has been here in the community with the fans and he experienced, he experienced the Cap Stanley Cup win. He saw all the pain that an Alex Ovechkin went through. Alex could have gone anywhere. And Alex stayed here and won a cup. And um, he saw what that feels like. But there's something that, that makes you really want to be a part of the community, a part of the franchise. And so, you know, I just look at, at Brad. He's such a high-integrity person. He's a great, great player. He's really coming into his own as a leader. He's very accountable. He's very coachable. And, uh, you know, when a great player like that says, I'm in it with you, Tommy, I'm in it with you. Wes, I'm in it with you. What do you want me to do? How can we work together to get better and win a championship? You have to reward that. And then I think what happens is other great players around the league start to see, oh, it's a no-drama situation players want to be there you're starting to attract and retain your players 
And, you know, we've always wanted to be a destination. D.C. is an unbelievable basketball town. And, you know, my expectation is we'll be able to take steps positively, uh, continue to move up the pecking order, if you will, on teams in the league. Let's talk about Alex Ovechkin really quick while we have you here. He is about to become the all-time goal scorer for one franchise in NHL history. You've made a commitment to him. He's vice versa for 18 seasons. What is it about the great eight on and off the ice that impresses you most? Well, again, like Brad, high integrity, um, a fidelity in his uh, belief system, his consistency. Um, he's never hurt. I never have to worry about is he going to do something that is counter to teamwork. He still celebrates a teammate's scoring more than he celebrates his own scoring. And, you know, it comes down to trust and love. And a lot of players, great players, don't trust their organization. They don't trust the coach. They don't trust ownership. They don't love the community. That's why they bounce around. And here you have two unbelievably great gifted players who believe in the fans, who believe in D.C., who believe in, in ownership. And, you know, our success tipped totally when Alex was coming off of his rookie contract and we negotiated two deals, his second deal and then his free agent deal. At the time, you could do this in the NHL. He signed a 13-year deal. And as I've often said, um, David Stern called me and said, dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're supposed to be a smart guy. <laughs> Stupidest thing I've ever heard. And uh, David was a pretty smart man, but boy, was he wrong there. And my regret was I couldn't have given him a 15-year deal. I remember the press conference. You were like, uh, reports are not true. It's not a 10-year deal. It's a 13-year yep. deal. <laughs> and now he signed uh, five years, and he'll start and end his career all in one city. And I think it's very possible he'll soon pass Gordie Howe, move in the second, and then he'll be able to pass Wayne Gretzky, which is an unbreakable record. The whole sports world and certainly the whole hockey world will be watching over the next couple of years as Alex does that. But we don't want to be a, a specialty show. We want to have a really, really good team that can compete for the Stanley Cup while he's in pursuit of those records. I think Brad has internalized that too. Uh, leading the league in scoring, but playing on a team that's not very good yeah that's a empty calories that's not a good thrill I love what he said too like winning it here I mean he did it in the mud yeah. he, he and, grinded to get the championship yeah. and we've committed to him that uh, we'll, we'll keep trying we'll keep working it's not like we're going to um, um, mail it in and I think that that to me is why I don't like this notion of tanking that's not hard to do it doesn't take skill right right you, you what do you want to tell the fans tonight come and watch us not play our best players um we've we've had to do that on occasion because of injury um i want to do the opposite i want our best players playing all the time and i don't think players want to come to an organization that tanks. I think players want to come to an organization that they know has a sincere drive to win and do what's in the best interest of the players and the fans. And that's to be very, very competitive 
and keep trying, keep investing, and we'll do whatever it takes to build a great franchise. Let's talk about the fans real quick, um, briefly. What can they expect in terms of innovation here at Capital One Arena this season? Well, again, you know, we make lots and lots of investments. Um, we would get some complaints about how long it was taking to get in and out of the building. And the reason they were taking a long time to get in and out of the building is we had up the safety and security. And now we have this new technology that lets you get in, but you'll be even more safe. So that's a, a big thing. And we measure how long does it take to get in, and we're cutting wait times 40 50%. We also have this new technology where you can kind of stroll in and take your food or your beer or your wine, your sandwich, and just walk out, kind of like the Amazon stores. And so we'll constantly be innovating. You see what we've done with the sports book. Uh, you'll see what we're doing tonight with um, some of the promotions and the videos. And we want the fans to have a lot of fun. The food product is, foodstuffs are improved. And every year we make some kind of investment just so that there's something new, something fresh, something innovative and we're always one of the first one or two teams that will experiment and um, the uh, zip in and zip out which is really cool I think we're one of three teams in the NBA that instituted that right now lastly NBC Sports Washington is now a part of monumental sports and entertainment family I would love for you to kind of explain what your vision is how you see this network moving forward well, right now, big, big, big media companies um, have looked at the local opportunity as not being as strategic to their company um, as it once was, where to us, it's everything. Uh, we're all about Washington and Virginia and Maryland and our sports teams. And to be sincere, Comcast's greatest company, NBC, greatest company, but they were de-emphasizing their levels of investment um, in the regional sports network. And I just thought that we should re-embrace the broadcast and also start to prepare us for there being terrestrial distribution, the RSN model, but we gotta get ready for a direct-to-consumer streaming model. And we also have to get ready to have real innovations digitally because big new partners be it uh, Netflix and Apple and Amazon they'll be coming into the market and so I said this is really important to me and I'm willing to take some risk and make investments and um, have the regional sports network that we own 33% of which was an uncomfortable position because we owned enough for it to really matter but we didn't have a lot of influence. And, um, and we have a great partnership with NBC. They're helping us continue this year. It's still called NBC Sports Washington. But going into next season, we'll start to add a lot of value, new look, new feel, maybe some new um, directions on what we're going to do in the digital side. And, uh, but I'm committed to making investments. We're not cutting back. We're going to be adding and investing. And I think people are jazzed. People go, okay, we're wanted here, and we're important and we matter. And my goal is I want to build the world's most valuable regional sports and entertainment company. And 
buildings, venues like this, teams, networks, digital assets, esports. We're going to continue to build that platform and that distribution terrestrially and digitally will become really, really important, as well as what we're doing next door, building a new eSports center. We're making a huge investment next door in a new um, digital studio where you'll be working in and out of. And, you know, I think people, employees, if they see that you care, that you're putting your money where your mouth is, that you're showing that you want to continue to improve and be leading edge, I think that adds to employee satisfaction and if people are happy and believe in you and believe in the, the product the broadcast will be great and as i said i i was really thrilled with what i saw in indiana i thought you did a great job i thought your chemistry with drew was spectacular i thought megan did a great job as a new sideline reporter the graphics were good even though you know we just made an incremental change and I want us every game, I want us uh, every season to get better and better until it's kind of seamless and that the network really becomes um, kind of the destination for this entire community 24-7. I don't want to see um, different markets retreaded information in Washington, D.C., um, which is what big companies do. They try to leverage I just want us to be long-term about Greater Washington, all the teams here, all the news, uh, all the entertainment options. And now we have a chance to innovate and invest, and um, I think you'll be happy and proud to work here. Ted, thank you so much for your time and your candor, as always. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game, and let's go have a season. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks. Right. Appreciate it.